Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. Hi, I'm your host, Jim Brangenberg. Many thanks to Mike Miracle. Mike Miracle will be manning our studio controls today and working on next week's Miracle Song. That's right. Please check out our website to find out more about the mission called I Work For Him. Our website is IWorkForHim.com. That's I Work, the number four, Him. And in case you want to catch up from any of our past shows, an archive of all of those shows can be found on WTIS1110.com. Click on Shows, click on I Work For Him, and in the bottom right-hand corner of the page, you can download and listen to any of the past I Work For Him shows. I totally recommend that you listen to every one of them, except for the first week. That was a little rough. All right, you may ask, why am I doing the I Work For Him show? And here's why. In the United States, over 84% of the population does not consider faith in Jesus Christ a priority in their lives. And the large majority of people in the United States do not attend church on Sunday. And even if they did, There are a large majority of churches today that don't even talk about the truth of Jesus Christ, his love for them, salvation from our sins, and his lordship in our lives. You know, in Tampa Bay, on an even Sunday, over three million people do not go to church. But on Monday morning, they go to the office. All of us have been called. Some of us get to go to the mission field. Some of us get to go to the pulpit. Most of us get called to our cubicles. You may be the only Jesus your employees or your coworkers will ever meet. You know, before we get started, just some perspective. I'm a business owner. I work for him as my business. It describes what I do. It is definitely my passion. With regard to workplace ministry, however, I am not an expert. I'm in this battle with you, fighting to understand God's role in my business each and every day. This show is for you, you Christian business owners, you Christian employees, those of you who are trying to figure out how in the world do I put my faith in Christ to work each and every day. Today we're talking with three of my very top supporters of the I Work For Him show. Three great guys who own their own businesses. Today, these guys are the experts on how to do it. I've got Eric Most with Most Insurance. I've got Luke Andrews with... What, Luke? Generation Mortgage. What do you call your real estate company? It's with Charles Ruttenberg. Charles Ruttenberg Real Estate. It's Luke Andrews Real Estate Company. (laughs) And, of course, I have Gary Melanowski with Chick-fil-A, Seminole, and Park Boulevard. That's right. Gary's been closing out our show for the last couple of weeks, couple of months already, talking about that juicy number one on the nighttime menu. That's right. 
Gentlemen, today we're going to talk about the ups and downs of trying to incorporate Christ into our workplace. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having us. All right, this is going to be a lot of fun, fast moving. I want to just highlight the scripture. This is a scripture. I've got it on the uh, on the bottom of my I work for him email. This is my signature scripture. It says Romans 12, 2. In the New Living Translation, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. That's to the Christian business owner. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That's why we're here. We're here to talk about how in the world can we incorporate our faith in Christ and do it in such a way that we can make an impact for Jesus on a day-to-day basis. All right, listen. Let's start with you, Eric. You got anybody out there you want to say hi to before we get started on our conversation? Uh, sure. Mostly, uh, just say hey to Jackie, my wife, and uh, yeah. You, you think your mom and dad are listening today? Uh, my dad, probably my not my mom. All right, we're gonna have to call. I need your mom's email address so I can tell her because you've been on the radio like six times with me. Gary, anybody you want to say hi to today? Well, since I've been given the opportunity, my folks uh, John and Marjorie Malinowski, they're missionaries in Indonesia. They're currently home. They live in Tampa. Uh, my wife Sandra. And then I do have a brother, Paul, his wife, Sarah, and a new baby, Zion. They're also listening. Awesome. Okay, Luke, how about you? Yeah, my wife, Dana, and uh, my daughter, Riley, and my son, Giovanni. Awesome. You know, I often highlight that my gorgeous wife, Martha, who has a section of the show, the Karis Christian Books and Gifts part. I want to say hi to her, of course, today, so I make sure I have a really fantastic meal greeting me when I get home tonight. But I also like to say hi to my daughter, Sarah, and my son, Joshua, who will be getting married on the 28th of December, and to my soon new-to-be daughter-in-law, Amelia. So, Joshua and Amelia, I know we've got just a little over two and a half weeks until you get married. I know you're excited. I, I, I think Joshua's listening to the show. I think he can still squeeze it in, but he's got a lot of details. That and a couple of finals to get taken care of. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my mom and dad, faithful listeners in Tucson, Arizona. So, I never get to do that, so I'm doing that. Okay. Luke, I'd like you to start off. Tell me how Christ impacted your life. Well, well, impacted my life. Well, first and foremost, I guess that uh, according to Scripture, that uh, you know I'm saved. I think that's the biggest impact. But it's uh, it's impacted the rest of my life and how I carry myself as a as a husband, um, as a as someone in the community, uh, and then also someone in my workplace. That's what we're here to talk about. Gary, how did Christ impact your life? Well, I first came to Christ when I was seven years old. I grew up in a Christian home, as I mentioned, my folks being missionaries and. So there wasn't really a time when I didn't know who Jesus was and uh, who he is. And uh, so they led me, or my mom specifically led me to the Lord. And uh, just in that growth, that maturing through the years, uh, I just learned to put him first. And, uh, you know, every day I, I want to start out my time with him. I, I get up early in the morning. I spend spend uh, that time with the Lord in prayer and in his word. And that just sets the tone for the rest of the day. So. He impacts my life daily, and he has for a long time. Awesome. Eric, how about you? How did Christ impact your life? Um, truly by coming to my life and saving me when I was in high school. I had the opportunity to uh, to go to a, a faith family that, that preached the gospel plainly, that, that explained uh, that it took faith in Christ and Christ alone for my salvation. I was raised uh, in, a, in a tradition that didn't hold uh, or teach that, proclaim that well, um, thinking I was a Christian because I was baptized and I was active in, uh, in, in going through confirmation classes and such. And so... Um, Truly, in high school, hearing the gospel for the first time plainly preached to me. Um, the Holy Spirit opened my heart, knocked me over like a ton of bricks, and uh, and praise God for that. 
Yeah, no, I had the privilege of coming to Christ. I, I, my folks took me to church. They drugged me to church. I had a drug problem as a kid. They drugged me to church. And uh, yeah, thank you for that token laugh, Luke. I appreciate that. Uh, the, you know, what was incredible is they had the foresight to send me to a youth conference in 1979. And as a 13-year-old, Christ, when I say impact, this is why I say the word impact. How did Christ make your impact? Because I feel like God hit me with a meteor uh, on July 13, 1979, and it's never been, I never turned around. I mean, I committed my life that night to full-time Christian ministry. And no, I've never been paid in full-time ministry, but I understand today what it means to be in full-time Christian ministry in my workplace every day. And that's what we're talking about today. Thanks, guys, for sharing. Okay, I want to put some plugs in for your businesses. Eric, you run, you're one of the owners of Most Insurance in Tampa. What do you guys specialize in? Uh, we specialize in property and casualty insurance. Um, you were uh, you were asking earlier, um, like what makes us different, and, and so I, I could tell you, you know, how long we've been in business or uh, all the number of companies that we represent, which both are are, are extensive. But what really makes us different and um, uh, is uh, we care more, and and we do that. Um, it's most evidenced by our claims advocate, uh, which is a one-of-a-kind position that helps hold our clients' hands through the entire uh, claims uh, process. And so uh, that's what makes us different. That's who we are. That's what we do. But we specialize in property and casualty insurance, uh, auto, home, business, life, and uh, other products like that. Awesome. Now, Luke, you're a realtor and a mortgage guy. Oh, boy. There are 40 million of those here in Tampa Bay. Why Luke Andrews? I'm actually still uh, getting over the fact that you've been saved since 1979. I was I was five years old. Uh, so uh, wow, yeah. Thanks, so, Eric. How old were you? Yeah, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, I mean the biggest difference. I, yeah, you're right, Jim. I actually read an article yesterday that the state of Florida leads the way through the nation with new realtor applications because of the surge recently in the real estate market. There were 42,000 applications in the state of Florida year to date. Only 16,000 new agents, um, you know, because a lot of them failed the test. I believe they said the, the 34% passed the first time. Um, but getting back to what makes me different, I know in Pinellas County there's over 7,000, um, you know, but really only 2% of them close more than one transaction per month. Um, we're on pace to close 63 this year, and uh, we've done almost a little over 10 million in volume. Um, and then having the mortgage background, 13 years in the mortgage business, you know, allows the client some peace of mind. Um, they don't have to jump back and forth between their lender and their agent asking questions on contracts. Um, I understand fully with 13 years' experience. Uh, from start to finish with the mortgage process, and then on the real estate side, we pretty you've seen it all after you know after nine years in the business there as well. Gary Melanowski, you uh, own Chick Fil A at Park Boulevard and Seminole Boulevard in Seminole, Florida. You could have chosen any franchise. Why Chick Fil A? Well, I really didn't start out looking for a franchise. If uh, if I go back a little bit to my uh, previous career, I was with uh, U.S. Airways, had a 20-year airline career in Charlotte, and uh, a couple yeah, which they no longer exist as of today. Well, that's right. That's right. Uh, well, I started out with Piedmont, if anybody remembers that <laughs> airline. So, uh, anyway, it, I was at a point in my career where, okay, I'm, I'm 40, 41. Is this what I want to do the rest of my life? Uh, it was it was fine. I enjoyed it, but uh, God just has a way of orchestrating our lives. And uh, as you look for those opportunities, He He will provide them. I had a colleague who was looking for, into the franchise opportunity and with Chick Fil A, and I uh, continued to talk with him. He ended up. Uh, 
getting a franchise in, in uh, Cleveland, Tennessee. He's still there. Uh, back in 2000 is when he uh, opened that location. And uh, as I was with him, uh, learning more about the opportunity, I, I was also uh, interacting with uh, a gentleman in our church who had a franchise in Charlotte. And uh, so both of them were giving me all the pros and, and the cons of owning your own business, owning your own franchise. Again, at this point, not really looking for it, but was just kind of a little, little restless at that point. And uh, so I started the process and I said, well, okay, Lord, if you want me to, to have a Chick-fil-A franchise, then I'll leave my U.S. Airways career and uh, I know I'll uh, be in your will if you open the door. And so, uh, you know, after nine months and 10 interviews, that door opened. And um, so Chick-fil-A and just reading more about it, getting to know more about its values, uh, its beginnings, its its Christian principles. I, I said, how, how can I not want to fall in love with this opportunity? And that's because everybody out there, everybody loves Chick-fil-A. And the yeah. day we want to eat it the most is the day you're closed, which we're glad you're closed. We're <laughs> thrilled to death about that. But everybody wants Chick-fil-A's on Sunday. Okay, guys, we're four Christian business guys. And I didn't get to talk about my business, by the way. I never get to do that. I, I'm the regional manager of Platinum Information Services. You guys know that. My audience gets to hear my commercial. But I got to talk about, that's where God's planted me. That's my tent-making ministry. That my job at Platinum Information Services, which is fantastic. We manage computers for small businesses so they can manage their business. That's how we support the ministry of I Work For Him. That's how we support the marriage ministry of 2B1 Ministries. It's all through Platinum Information Services. If you own a business and you're frustrated with your IT guy, and especially the fact that he only charges you when you're in pain and suffering, you need to talk to me about Platinum Information Services. Okay, there's my 30-second infomercial. Okay, guys, in the next section of the show, we want to talk about practical ways. So the question is, each of you guys as a Christian business owner, how has being a Christ follower affected the way you're doing business? Gary? I think one thing that really comes to mind is is grace. Uh, I work with a lot of young folks and uh, sometimes uh, it can get a little frustrating as they're learning. They're coming in new to the uh, into a work environment perhaps where they haven't received any training at home. Uh, we're there to train them, to help them, to encourage them. Uh, it's easy to want to give up on them, but, but grace is something that uh, I like to extend continuously. Obviously, mm-hmm. you have to have rules, you have to have a, a structure, but uh, I always think, you know, God has given me so much grace and that he saved me. He didn't have to, he chose to. And the same way that in, in the way I operate my business, I don't want to throw away people when they fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, gently encourage them, uh, try to keep them uh, looking forward, you know, try to forget those things which are behind as we're instructed to do in Scripture, but to move forward. And, you know, thankfully, I've got a lot of great folks, and, and uh, that's by design in our hiring, our interviewing, to make sure that we're selective. But we all fail, and, and grace is something that I really want to, to use in operating my business. Perfect. Luke, you're a, Luke Andrews, you're a, you're a mortgage guy, you're a real estate agent. How has being a Christ follower affected the way you do those two things? Well, yeah, both uh, obviously both of those businesses, you're dealing with people. You know, I'm not dealing with computers that don't talk back or have feelings. Computers or, talk back all the time. Well, that's true. That's true. Error coding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the human side of people, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I try to I try to have compassion for everyone. Um, you know, uh, God has given me the ability to um, to really, uh, you know, move between someone who is a real A personality that likes to drive, that likes to kind of be confrontational 
emotional to someone maybe that's really emotional and uh, and almost uh, empathize with them you know more sympathize unless I can truly empathize um, but but being able to do that and you know two of the things that stick out to me most is um, you know your scripture today was perfect is you know people don't necessarily care how much or what you say they just they care what you do um, you know whether it's raising your children and just telling them what to do and you go do something different I look at the same way in my business is I want to I want other people to see me and say, man, if that guy's doing it, I know he's a Christ follower. If he's doing it the right way, I can do it the right way. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, when you get into the other side of the business uh, is the being able to empathize and sympathize uh, just as Christ did. Um, I, I try to do my best to, to always have my antennas up, you know, so if someone is having a bad day, you know, the typical response will be if I called you, hey, Jim, it's Luke, Charles Ruttenberg. Oh, it's not a good time, Luke. Hey, no problem. Is there anything I can pray for? Is everything going OK with you? You know, so that those are two really easy things that because I'm dealing with people all day long at different times of the day what 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 time of the day is great for me may be the worst time of the day for that person uh, but really just uh, you know trying to take that minute instead of just rushing right by hey no problem Jim I'll call you back later today what's a good time it's taking a quick minute hey can I pray for something what's going on is something wrong um, you'll find out a lot about it people a lot of them harbor things inside and they really appreciate just you saying I'm gonna pray for you right now you know yeah my brother's going it's what's your brother's name I'm gonna pray for him right now you know they really appreciate that so those are two real big things that daily any of us sitting at the table you know can do those things is you know being able to empathize and sympathize taking that extra five seconds 15 seconds five minutes if they need it uh, and then practice what you preach if you say you're going to do business the right way don't do business the the wrong way with the one that does it wrong you know they're the ones that are watching you most right the mainly the unsaved they if they know you're a christ follower they're waiting for you to to fail that's right eric what about you um, I'd say First Corinthians ten thirty one uh, truly informs uh, all of my life, and and that is whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And so, uh, as it affects our our business life, I'm I'm looking to glorify God in, in the decisions that we make, and in how we interact with the staff, and how we interact with our customers. And um, we've said for years that we always want to leave our customers and prospects better off than 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 they were before they came to us. And even if it's hey, look, you're better off to stay where you where you are right now. That's informed by First Corinthians ten thirty one, doing all for the glory of God. Um, how we do business and how we interact. Um, that is that is my longing, and uh, and, and our longing. You know, one of the things that I've tried to do as a business manager uh, is that, you know, when I'm working for Platinum, I mean, I really sit down with my employees and, you know, I, I buy them lunch once a week so we make sure we're having good communication time. And, and when I pray for lunch, I'm always praying specifically for them. Mm-hmm. And they know that I'm really, that I'm praying. And I put my faith out there and they know that if I do something inconsistent, I know I need to apologize for it because I want my faith to be consistent. You know, and, and I... And one of the things with the customers that I really lay out, number one, when I'm out meet with them, if they mention something, I sit down and say, hey, can I pray for you right now? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really make sure that I, if they, if I see a need, I pray for them right now. But one of the biggest things, I just do what I say I'm going to do. Amen. And unfortunately, in Florida, that really stands out. Yeah. You know, in the Midwest, where I grew up in Minnesota, just about everybody did what they said they're going to do. So it doesn't really mean I'm a Christian just doing what I say I'm going to do. It means I'm a man of my word. But it gives me an opportunity to say... You know, sometimes I deliver bad messages to people. Like, I'm sorry, we can't get this done the way you need to get it done. Just telling them the truth, even when it's really not pleasant to tell the truth, is something that just sets you apart. Unfortunately, just telling the truth sets people apart today. Yeah. All right, so 
Let's talk about, as we end this segment, let's talk about where you guys are getting the encouragement to incorporate your faith into your workplace. Are you getting that? How is your church training you to incorporate your faith into your workplace? Eric, start us off. Uh, my wife and I joyfully are members of the Faith Family of Covenant Life Church in Tampa. And, and uh, the uh, the elders at Covenant Life are faithfully preaching God's word and encouraging us to live with great gospel intentionality. And that transcends um, all interactions with our neighborhood and our workplace, um, where we exist. Our, the heart Heart and passion of Covenant Life is um, is to really uh, uh, work for gospel-centered community that works for gospel renewal in Tampa and the nations. And so, um, very intentional about beating the drum for gospel intentionality. Gospel intentionality. Okay, Gary, Luke, and me. We all go to First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. Right. Luke, what, what is what are the challenges? How is your church equipping you to uh, to bring your faith into your workplace? Well, I wouldn't say there's uh, any one specific thing that they're doing. You know, um, you know, we had a recent series called Living Scent, you know, which really not just in your workplace, but in your neighborhoods and your restaurants. And when you bump into people and anywhere you go, Living Scent, you know, um, that's probably the, the biggest taker that I can take recently from what we're doing there. But as far as anything specific that's teaching and, and helping people impact uh, others for Christ in your business, I don't there's nothing. Okay. Gary, what about you? Well, Jim, I would say just uh, the continual encouragement that that we receive, as as Luke indicated, uh, from our our staff uh, through the preaching, the teaching, just the interaction. uh, I I really believe in the small group ministries of of churches, and uh, I just know that from Sunday in and Sunday out as we meet together as a small group and, and we can kind of relate uh, our, to each other, our life's issues, and many of them are centered around our work environment. And uh, I just believe that when we can just share from our hearts with each other, we can find encouragement, certainly as we look into the scriptures to see how we can take uh, various passages and apply them to our work world. Okay. Eric, you wanted to add something. Yeah, recently we also um, took uh, took some time to do some uh, personal evangelism training amongst the whole body, where we just took time um, working through uh, The Story, which is a booklet that's a, just a helpful evangelism tool. It's also online. We've actually linked it on Most Insurance website um, for customers to see the greatest story of all, uh, the story of redemption through Christ and uh, in Christ alone. And so um, they've spent time just laboring with us, knowing that many of us, probably uh, many people out there aren't comfortable sharing their testimony and sharing the gospel. And so they wanted to to labor and equip us um, biblically with with tools and practice and 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 time to celebrate uh, the opportunities with sharing the gospel. Well, what's really cool, and I would say our church, you know, we we go to a great church, but it, it definitely could use some more intentionality when it comes to training up those of us workplace uh, leaders and really being proactively uh, faithful in our work and bringing Christ into our work. And, and I think that that's something that all churches around the country could use some encouragement to be very proactive in training up us for our mission field. That's something that's definitely missing, is proactive training. We're really good about training people to go on the mission field in some foreign country, but you and I, all four of us, we go to our mission field every day, and we totally need some encouragement and some just proactiveness in that. All right, we ended the last segment just talking about what kind of training have we gotten? Where have we gotten that training? Now I want to talk about practical things we can do. We've got just a few minutes. Let's talk about these practical things we can do on a day-to-day basis to incorporate our faith in Christ and what we do on a day-to-day in the drudgery of what we do day-to-day. Eric, start us off. 
Uh, all right. So, um, one, I want to start off just saying, uh, like many of you out there listening, um, we are growing in this. We are growing as a business to uh, to show Christ well. And so, um, uh, there's some things that we, we're just kicking off and some things that are actually coming in the future, but there are some things that we're doing uh, currently. One thing is, is um, we want uh, we want our staff and customers to know that we are praying for them. We do actively, uh, on our management team meeting each week, pray for our for our for our employees and for our um, and for any requests. We made a, a prayer request uh, field on our website so people, customers, or anybody can go on there and send us prayer requests either anonymously or put in their information and we want to labor before the throne of grace for them. And so that's uh, one thing that we're doing. We also linked up like I said, the story um, uh, online so that way people can hear the good news uh, right there on our, on our website. We also... Um, I'm constantly looking for opportunities to talk about Christ to vendors um, and to different people who come in. As um, as Luke, as you were mentioning about just praying with people when you see that there's a burden, just just engaging with them right then. Um, another thing that we do is um, uh, we we look and we are supporting Christ-centered nonprofits uh, like Trail Life and Crossing Cultures International and some others. And um, uh, right now, in the process of, of recasting our mission and vision to, to, to really make it a, a Christ-centric, Christ-glorifying uh, workplace. And uh, and finally, uh, this is something that's that I'm, I've just started talking about, but we're going to do uh, starting the new year. And that's uh, set up a weekly optional devotional and prayer time with our staff um, starting before before work. And each week we'll have a uh, we'll we'll lead in that and just have a have it open forum for people to come in and spend time in God's word and. Uh, on their discretion. All right, Gary, you work with minimum wage people, slightly above minimum wage people. You, you run a fast food restaurant. Your competition is McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. You know, you, But you run Chick-fil-A. Everybody knows Chick-fil-A stands for something different. Everybody already knows that the, that the standards have been raised up. The bar is there. They already know this is a Christian organization. Uh, they, they, they know you're not open on Sunday. So the, the, the bars, people are already expecting something different different from you. What are you doing to take that to the next level in Chick-fil-A, Seminole Boulevard and Park Boulevard? Well, Chick-fil-A has a purpose statement of which we follow as a franchise, and it is simply to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that's entrusted to us, and then to be a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. So when you think about glorifying God by being a faithful steward, first of all, we recognize that he owns it all. Mm. We don't own this business, really. He, he owns it. He's given it to us to, to manage to, for his glory. And to, then to be that positive influence. Now, everyone who comes in uh, into our restaurant, we want them to have that positive experience. And I'm sure that's true of all franchises within our organization. And uh, we, we already accept that the food is good, but what makes it different? What, what is it remarkable about the experience when they come in? Do they see something different? Well, if you start out with your environment being prayed over, that, you know, Lord Jesus, this is yours, then, then you set the tone uh, for the entire day. And uh, I really believe that's where it begins. Now, more practically, what does that mean? Well, if you go into our restaurants, you're going to hear music that is it's uh, instrumental in nature but it's of contemporary christian uh, music and then um, you know we're obviously closed on sundays but that gives us a platform and opportunity to explain why mm. you know why why are you closed on sundays and uh, you can be making so much more money by that that day when a lot of people like to, to eat out so i simply share and, and others share who, who work with me that um, 
you know, it's an opportunity for us to to worship as we please, to spend time with our families, go into what you know God had originally created there to be a day of rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a testimony to the world. Um, others have said Eric and Luke about praying. Uh, you know, there's complete freedom in praying with our customers, praying with one another, just as we have needs. And and uh, boy, we've had great opportunities to do that through the years, the ten years that we've been open. Uh, and, and just something that we just did over this past Thanksgiving uh, season, we had um, uh, what we called a Thanksgiving pumpkin, where there was just a, a little, I guess, uh, I don't know how you, some sort of material, pumpkin that. shape. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. just to, to write down what you're thankful for, and we posted it on the walls. And... Um, you know, around our front counter. And I guess we had a couple of hundred of those, and we just took them down last week. And I've saved them all because I want to read over those things. You should put them on your website, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was it's just a great opportunity for others to share what they're thankful for. And so just those sorts of things. And, and then we try to finish it up with, uh, if you interact with us, my pleasure. Amen. If you've ever heard that signature piece, you know, we want it, want it obviously to be from the heart. Right. And, and as I say on your commercial, and remember at Chick-fil-A, it's always their pleasure to serve you. <laughs> All right, Luke, give us some practical ways. Yeah, uh, practical things that I do uh, daily. I know that uh, we have an office meeting, uh, or a team meeting, rather, every Monday. And uh, I buy lunch for the office. And then, um, you know, so if you're ever in the air, you want to stop by for lunch. Give free food. Free, free food. Um, you know, but uh, we always pray, you know, before. That's, that's definitely one uh, stamp of something we do every day that's very practical. Um, another thing is I always have Christian radio on Pandora. You know, it's very easy. I, I love listening. I, I don't like. I don't really enjoy quietness. It's actually kind of irritating when it's just dead <laughs> quiet and just people are typing. Um, so I like to have the music in the background. And then uh, you know, any chance that I get, um, you know, it's Amen. You know, God is good. Oh, that's awesome, man. Great. What a blessing. You know, so I'm using a lot of uh, religious terms, I guess. But, you know, people understand where I come from, you know, and that that kind of just goes and falls back to, you know, I, I want to live for Christ. I want people to be able to come to me and, and share their concerns and, and share some of their troubles. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, my wife may not say I'm a good listener all the time, but <laughs> to, <laughs> Dana, you know, there you go. She's listening. Um, you know, but I, I am I, I do try to keep my mouth shut a little bit that way I can just be a, a sounding board for people sometimes yeah. I think uh, listening to your people is such a powerful thing I think that's probably one of the things that I've done since God first introduced this idea of being a missionary in the workplace is just I, you know I'm trying to know who my people are you know they're, they're working for me to eight from eight to five who are they outside of that and how is that affecting the way they are inside of the hours that they're working for me so I, and and then being available and noticing, hey, if they're day to day a pretty positive person, then one day you come in, you can tell they look like they got hit by a truck. That's right. Just stopping yeah. how they look and and say, what's going on? Yeah. Let's just sit yeah. down. What's going on? How can I pray for you? What I mean, just really finding out what are the issues and doing the same thing with my customers. You know, I see my customers all the time. Right. You know, we control their computer world, and so their computer. I know when they're upset from a computer standpoint, so I can tell how I got to deal with them other times. Okay, we're back live with Gary Melanowski, Eric Most, and. Luke Luke Andrews, three guys that have made a huge impact on my life, and they're here today sharing how 
really about the ups and downs of incorporating Christ into the workplace. We got two more. We got a little bit of time left. Here's the last two questions I want to deal with. What is your biggest frustration about other Christian business owners? And if you could say one thing to every Christ following business owner, what would it be? So let's start with the question. What is your biggest frustration about other quote unquote Christian business owners? Eric, start us off. The biggest frustration would be uh, things, uh, ones that uh, defame the name of Christ by either action or inaction. Just don't do it, guys. That's right. Don't defame Christ. Gary? Don't get engulfed with this politically correct world in which we live, but uh, you know, live for Christ. Uh, you know, be bold, be strong. And uh, it's frustrating to see others who do not take advantage of the, the opportunities that they have. Yeah, absolutely. Look. Yeah, uh, well, one blessing that I have from Christ is that uh, I have a short-term memory. <laughs> so frustration isn't necessarily what I'm, you know, what I think of as Christian owners. I, I'm more disappointed, you know, because frustration is an ongoing mm. thing. Uh, disappointed could just be in something that just happened. Um, and then one practical way to, that every Christ-following business owner should be doing is practice what you preach. Mm. Yeah, I will tell you when I, when I look at frustrations, I think before 2008, the only the only people that I ever lost money to uh, were people who called themselves Christians and used that to to be in business. And I think with the really thing I've learned since then, they probably weren't Christians the way they treated me. They were people that called themselves Christians. And, and, but as a Christ follower, I think the biggest frustration is that uh, they don't they're not really actively. They just think that God doesn't fit in the workplace. And you need to understand if you're a Christ follower and you're an employer, you're a Christ follower and you're a business owner. Your faith in Jesus Christ absolutely fits into the workplace. Your faith in Jesus Christ is very practical. Jesus was an entrepreneur. Figure that out. Not only was he a carpenter, he took 11 guys, trained them up, and changed the world. It's called the Church of Jesus Christ. And all over the world, our church was started on a business model of mentoring. And so it's very important. Okay, so those frustrations aside, you know, everybody makes mistakes. None of us sitting here, the four of us, none of us are sitting here going, hey, we figured this out. We've all got it down. Okay, what's one thing you want to say to encourage the next Christian business owner you run across. What are some things you want to just say that you can encourage those Christian business owners? Go ahead, Luke. Well, you know, the fact that you really can make an impact one person at a time uh, and that your customers are watching, especially if you wear Christ on your sleeve, right? They're always watching. They're waiting for you to fail. They're waiting to be able to call you the hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Not they wouldn't call you that your face. It's just, you know, when they're out and about doing their thing, you know, so uh, you got to always protect yourself of those things. So that's what I would. Uh, but if you concern. screw up, what's important that you do? If you call yourself a Christ follower and your business owner employee, what's important? Hey, my fault. My mistake. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, accept responsibility accept it, for abs- it. Be- every day of the week. Because all four of us are hypocrites, aren't we? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I had somebody say to me, you know, I'm sick and tired of the church. It's just full of hypocrites. I'm like, amen to that. You know what? <laughs> but you know what? If we were, if we removed all the hypocrites from church, they'd be empty. Yes. <laughs> Gary, tell me about what's one thing you'd like to say to Christ following business owners? I'm just going to leave a scripture verse, Matthew 5, 16. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Hmm. Just take that scripture, uh, apply it. Uh, just uh, ask the Lord to uh, to be in complete control of your business. I mean, first of all, make sure your heart uh, and your life are in line with His will. Um, assuming that you know the Lord personally, then then. St- Spend time with him daily. I mean, start that day out. I, again, as I shared earlier, mm-hmm. uh, my day starts early. That's by choice. Uh, but there's just nothing like getting alone with the Lord. And that just sets the tone for the day. And uh, Lord, take it and use it and just continually walk with him. 
pray without ceasing. Hmm. Eric. C.T. Studd said, one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. As we do not know when the Lord will call us or others from this world. So do not wait. Live, live with great gospel intentionality. Live for God's glory. That's it. Do yeah. it. it. It's, you know, it's sometimes, well, okay, no, it is easy to say, very hard to do. Yes. But I, I think, let's gain some perspective. Those of you listening out there, you're employees of somebody or you're the biz, you're the owner or you're the manager. The scriptures are powerfully effective in the workplace. Mm. And we need to understand that our God understands business. He understands the intricacies of business. The majority of the parables that Jesus presented were about the workplace. The, I mean, most of the key players in, in, throughout the scripture were business people. You know, some of them were shepherds, which meant they were farmers. Jesus Christ was a carpenter. Paul was a tent maker. Peter, James, John, Andrew were fishermen. I mean, these are people that understood business. They know what it takes. And, and it's really all about people. But Jesus was the ultimate entrepreneur in the world because he took 11 guys. He took 12 guys, but the 11 that were left, he had invested in them for three and a half years and they changed the world. All right. So listen, has your life been radically affected by Jesus Christ? Are you running a business? Does it look different than your competition run by a non-Christian business owner? Are you perplexed on how to incorporate your faith into your business so that your business does look and feel different? Yeah, if these questions or today's topic on, on really the ups and downs of incorporating your faith in Christ into your workplace, if, if these questions find you desiring a deeper understanding of how God fits into your workplace, then I encourage you to check out Business His Way. It's a biblical mentoring process designed for you to learn how to follow our Lord in your workplace. Brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay, and I work for him. For more information, contact me, Jim. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. That's Jim at IWorkForHim.com. All right, next week on the I Work For Him show, we'll be talking with Tom and Pam Wolf, authors of Identity and Destiny. This workbook, workbook is a, oh my word, it's a powerful tool that will help you find out who you are in Christ and what you should be doing in Christ. Tune in next week. I've gone through this eight-week study. It is powerful and really helped me clarify exactly where I'm heading in Christ. All right, about my advertisers, three of the guys sitting here at the table and the other five that aren't here today. These are people that I trust. They're people that you can trust. Please do business with them. Look for links to their company websites on my website, iworkforhim.com. On the iworkforhim website, you'll also find all kinds of great resources, including the show schedule, the guest schedule, and all kinds of recommended reading resources for incorporating Christ into your workplace. And if you'd like to get your message out to thousands of people, you can advertise on the iworkforhim show as well. Contact me, Jim, at iWorkForHim.com. We're looking to take the iWorkForHim show to another hour a week, and we'd love to have some more sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor a whole hour of the show, contact me, Jim, at iWorkForHim.com. All right, thank you to my guests today, Eric Most, Luke Andrews, Gary Malinowski, three show supporters, three great guys, Luke Andrews with Charles Ruttenberg Realty and Generation Mortgage, Gary Malinowski with Chick-fil-A Seminole and Park Boulevard, and Eric Most with Most Insurance. Thank you, guys. Hey, thank you, Jim. Thanks, thanks Jim. Love much. the show. Yeah, this is... Oh, thanks. That's good. <laughs> A little brown nose in the show host. Love that yeah. very much. That's good. You want to say that again? That's great. Your number one show in Tampa, Joe. Very. Joe, Joe. Joe thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. Luke Different doesn't show. even know my 
my name. That's unbelievable. All right. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate you being on the show. All right. Listen, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your support. And this has been a great conversation. Thanks for being transparent. All right. Please take time to like us on Facebook. Just search for I Work For Him. Thanks to Mike Miracle for running the controls, keeping me on time, and always finding a great song that starts with Miracle. All right. If you found today's show inspiring or challenging, could you let me know? Send me an email. I'd love to know that you're listening. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. That's Jim at IWorkForHim.com. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. I own my own business, but I'm also an employee. I don't know about you, Tampa Bay, and across this fruited plain of America, which is mostly frozen, but I work for him. And you're afraid that your life's been wasted.